All right, guys, stealing the Chinese internet and other crazy accusations. A download from the pit. What's the pit? I guess you have to tune in to find out. We've got Greg Phillips in studio, 1819 News, Alabama unfiltered mashup. You're not going to want to miss it. Welcome, everyone, to, well, not 1819 News, the podcast, but still 1819 News, the podcast. This is a special edition mashup with 1819 News, the podcast, and Alabama Unfiltered, and our special guest that we're doing this special mashup for, Mr. Greg Phillips. Greg, thank you so much for joining us. Glad to be here. Yeah. And if you guys don't know who Alabama Unfiltered is, because you're 1819 News, the podcast people, I've got Miss Amy Beth Shaver and Allison Sinclair, ladies. Hello. Hi. Howdy. So I'm pretty sure everybody knows everybody, right? And if you guys didn't watch the podcast that Alabama Unfiltered did with Greg Phillips, you all need to go back and do that. Uh, It's really amazing. Um, Something about Alabama Unfiltered where they take people with beards and draw out parts of their story that no one has heard before. (laughs) So they got you and like two weeks later, they got me in there. And I've told my story a kajabillion times and they were able to get stuff out of me that I'd never told before. And I miss church because of you. Yes, that's right. I forgot about that. Our plan is so, working. well. And done. that is that is how Greg and I uh, became acquainted. I was jealous that they got Greg on the podcast. I'm like, oh man, I really wish I could meet him. Two weeks later, uh, I came in to do a podcast. Amy Beth Shaver was out with COVID, uh, so it was Scott oh, gosh, and Allison, right. and so I was sitting in the chair that Greg's sitting in, and I had a whole podcast notes drawn up that I slaved over and sweated over about Christless conservatism, which we'll still need to do. We do. Um, and we started the podcast, and Allison's like, tell us a little bit about your story. I said five minutes. Yeah, she said five minutes. And an, hour and, a, an hour and a half later, we went through the whole ask a question, ask a question, and it just kept going, going, going. And then we published that. I thought it went well. Uh, got some really good feedback. And then I'm sitting in church on a Sunday, and I get a text message from a one Greg Phillips. <laughs> he said, hey, man. I just missed church. <laughs> Said I started, I was getting ready this morning to go to church and I was listening to your podcast and I was so engaged. I was listening to it on the way to church in the car. And then I just sat in the car outside of church and listened to the rest of your podcast. Dude, it is an incredible story. So I was in uh, Colorado Springs this week. Or, Which is or, where all that happened. I know, last <laughs> week. And so I was at the rabbit hole. Do you know what the rabbit hole is? Uh, yeah, that's the one where you go downstairs right. and get the really good food. Yeah, 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 yeah. Su- Super good food. So I was down there with some, some friends and colleagues and, and went down. Oh, you've been there too? No. no. no? All right. We're not cool we enough to, to carry on. Okay. Sorry. All right, all right, we'll bring you. Um, and I started telling your story, right? Yeah. So what, what are you going to do in someone's hometown other than tell their story? Yeah, And now, now everybody else is listening to it. I've sent it around to everybody I know. That's awesome. That's awesome. I'm blushing under my beard. <laughs> so... Um, Alabama Unfiltered, they've got that Joe Rogan gift of being able to get people to just go and go and tell parts of their stories that no one has and worked on him, worked on me, and then it working on me got me to get to know him. And then he invited me to a very special event. Mm. We met on a Monday and he said, hey, I'm doing an event this weekend. It would be really cool if you could come. And so uh, the event was called The Pit. I was very intrigued. It's a very intriguing name. I heard a little bit of... um referencing to it i think on the podcast you did yeah. with them allison was all over me hey you, you need to figure out how you can go i'm like well i don't know how i can go and then he ended up inviting me and so i said i'll be there and so why don't you tee up for us what is the pit what was it why did you choose to to kind of do it that way i think the hardest part for us uh, as we've gone through our research and all the 
just the rigmarole and all the things that, that go into these kind of things. It's easy to get to the point where you can exploit what you learn. Like if I learn that something's happening in Detroit, it's, it's a skip and a jump to figure out is that same thing happening in Charlotte or is that same thing happening somewhere else? And, and so the exploitation piece of an operation is really not that hard. What is hard, however, is the, the, when you get to the bottom of the pile and you've got everything you need, and then what do you do with it? Like, how do you disseminate it? You and I have talked about yeah. this now, now for a couple of weeks. Dissemination is, is the most important part of everything we do. In this particular case, um, we uncovered a bunch of data and, you know, we made a movie out of it and that was a method of dissemination. We've been on, you know, a bunch of podcasts and uh, really have gone all around the planet uh, with 2000 mules. And, but really in the end, that was just a method of dissemination. Um, Dinesh has a book coming out, the 2000 mules book, the real story, I think coming out here shortly. Um, and, but each of those pieces is nothing more than that, just a piece. And how do you disseminate? What do you do? Inevitably what happens in a movie, for instance, is we spoke, well, we researched for 18 months. We spoke for, you know, in, on camera for hours, you know, dozens of hours, you know, and they cut it out about 30 minutes of it. So there's, you know, 17 hours and a half laying on, on the cutting room floor. There's so much data in there and so much information in there that, that we found ourselves almost every day, you know, explaining to different folks and whatnot. At some point we realized that the only people really pushing back were just the haters anyway, and we were never going to convince them. So we just declared victory on that one and said, okay, let's move on. Yeah. But to move on, we really had to tie off on it because there's so much information that people wanted to be able to, to know. So we broke the pit up into three pieces. Um, or, and the idea was we're going to use this as a method of dissemination for the remaining information. We're going to use it for a method of dissemination to explain where we're going with something that we're calling the ground fusion center, which is sort of a data collection space. And then the final, the piece in the afternoon was a little more provocative, um, meaning we, we brought in uh, people like Trevor Loudon and J.R. Nyquist mm -hmm. and some others that have a really unique perspective on the Russia-China cabal and, and how, you know, Russia sort of co-opted some con on the conservative side in the United States. China has co-opted the left in the United States, but together they're destroying the United States. Mm. And so the two of those guys have some really interesting perspectives on it. And uh, if you haven't seen it, uh, man, I'd go on and, and find the pit. Um, I guess you on rumble, maybe search for um, uh, right side broadcasting. Yeah. Right side broadcasting. Yeah. And, and uh, they've got both of those guys uh, uh, speeches or, or both of those guys comments on there, but it was like, wow, which brought us to the final piece. Um, which, which was something else that we needed to disseminate. And that was something that we long had called the tiger project because we didn't want to release it. I think yeah. I talked to you guys about mm -hmm. it when, when we were here and, and y'all were kind enough to dig more and more out of me. So before so. you go into the tiger project though, I'll let you, we'll, we'll get some suspense and then we'll get to it. So I want to tee up what it was like being a, a participant in the pit and how it led up to the tiger part, because that's what it was all about. Right. The whole thing was about that. And the event had some great context. And so I fly, uh, into Phoenix, Scottsdale is where we ended up staying and, and, and leaving from we fly in, we hang out, um, the night before we were to a venue, everything went great. They didn't make anybody leave or anything. We'll get to that. <laughs> the first night went really, really well, but it was, it was wild. 
it seemed like there was a lot of forces working against this event getting off and, and, and happening. Mm-hmm. And some of it was supernatural or what was the word like weather even. And so I'm there and I'm trying to find something to eat after I land, I check into my hotel and this dust storm comes in and it's crazy. It's like something out of like, I'm thinking like Aladdin or one of those type of movies where the dust storm comes in and you can't see anything and trees are bending over sideways. And having just come from Alabama, I didn't think anything of it. It was like another day in Alabama with dust. Right. Like, you know, but apparently there it was going nuts. All the power was out at all these different places. I actually got some free meals out of it because they couldn't ring up my tab. So it worked in my benefit. Well played. Yes. Yes. So good job. um, Thank you. Um, But, but it, it was wild. I mean, you just thinking about, and that was one, and we'll get to some of the others where it's like, man, here we are. Everyone's kind of arriving at the same time. And then there was people that were, hadn't landed yet that were having to fly around Phoenix and wait for this oh, dust wow. storm. Wow. And they're saying it was like the worst they'd ever seen in Phoenix or at least in the last hundred years or something. And again, having just flown in from Alabama, I didn't think much of the, the trees bending no over sideways because of a storm. But well, the dust so, wasn't kind of Oh, it was unsettling. crazy. And so like I get this, you know, like Amber Alert type notification on my phone that's like, don't go anywhere. And I'm like, but I'm hungry. <laughs> so So what did you do driving and all the red lights are just flashing yellow or just aren't working right all the all the stoplights are out there's like cox trucks driving around power company trucks driving around all the bucket trucks and everything and i'm just like it is gotta get some food (laughs) and so and the crazy part was two hours before that we had like flash flood warnings yeah so we're out at the venue which was another 45 minutes or so from scottsdale west southwest to scott or west east southeast to scottsdale in a place called the big 10 cotton gin this is literally an old cotton gin mm-hmm. that they turned into a venue they have weddings and all manner of things there um and also and really we're, we're out there people. trying to get all the av set up you know rsbn's coming yeah. in they're all trying to get set up and next thing you know it's like a deluge i mean it's not we're not talking about little rain we're not talking about i mean i used to think it rained hard here yeah you know, but but this was like big boy rain i mean it was coming down there were flash yeah. floods and everything we're like and then it finally stops and I look outside, everything seemed to be okay. A lot of water around, but everything seemed to be okay in our world. Then that dust storm hits. Yeah. But like, that doesn't make sense because if it rains Three. like that, well, where the does the dust? Well, the dust is coming in from elsewhere. So it rains here. Okay. Then the, the dust, dust comes in. It's like coming it's in the from the desert. Mud. Right. Yeah. Okay. Was, yeah. God coordinated that one. Yeah. It yeah. was wild. It was crazy. And it's interesting that that was called the cotton gin. So I, everyone's like, where was it? I was like, I don't know. There's a venue out in the middle of a desert at what looked like a cotton gin. And turns out yeah, it really was. It I mean, was a hey, cotton, so what do you know? Well. You've lived in Alabama long enough yeah. to identify. I, look at there. A it's cotton a gin. Tin. I Must don't know what a cotton gin Did you get food? I did get food. Uh, I went to this, um, and, and and not that anyone will ever go there because I'm giving a shout you out. May. On yeah, you never know. If you're ever yeah. in Scottsdale, Old Town Scottsdale, go. It was a, uh, it's a German restaurant where they have like, it's it's all Germaned out, and they've got bratwurst and all kinds of stuff there. Really? Anyway, it was amazing, yeah. and you you won't miss it. It's um, the only German place in Old Scottsdale, so or Old Town Scottsdale. I did get food, felt good. Then after that, we went partied, went to bed, got up the next morning. We had to be there at seven forty five, otherwise Chelsea was going to leave us. That right. was Chelsea. a Who's she Chelsea? was not che- Chelsea operations. Is, yeah, the head of operations okay. for True the Vote, and she we were so everybody's praying at the event, and it kind of just it was really a, a you know a fantastic event. I mean, everybody said partying, but it was as much prayer as it was party. Yeah, and we get done praying, everybody's still kind of holding hands in a big circle, and Chelsea comes bounding into the circle. <laughs> if you're not there by seven forty five a.m., we're leaving yeah. you, and everybody's yeah. like. 
Amen. We were all there. And so okay. I got there at seven the next morning to <laughs> make sure I was did. not on that list. Um, and so we, we all met at this hotel and then these charter buses pull up. And so again, you you got to see it from my point of did view. Did you they, know this no, is what was happening? Okay. No, so you're clueless. No, so no you're one knew this. No one knew. Okay. Everybody thought Waiting. that the, everybody thought that the event was going to be at the hotel. Yeah. And so we, you just know you're supposed to be somewhere uh, at 745 and Shazam. then the fleet shows up. So we were trying, we were trying like, to keep keep the bad guys away. Yeah. So we had already tricked them one time. We had an event on July 15th. We had the, the fake pit on July 15th and invited a whole bunch of bad guys. And uh, they all showed up. So we had like 107. No, you didn't. Yeah, we did. That's yeah. actually We did. And close that, the lid. Well, we tracked their phones and we, we kind of figured out who the bad guys were. That's why I and, love you. And then we, then we sorted through all of this it. This is outstanding. And then decided, you know what? So here's what we're going to do. Wait, so, yeah. so we basically did the same thing again except it was the real event. And, but we had people again, believing that the event was going to be at the hotel. Look, we're going to go, we're going to the conference center. We're going to do something. You know, but I don't think did anybody you do with had the bad guys when they got that's there. Exactly what I'm thinking. I mean, that's, we just let them twirl. I mean, they spent, I mean, this was in like the middle of nowhere. I mean, it wasn't even, 